0: Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week, we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Well, good day to you. This is Brad Zockel, and you're listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast And I really appreciate uh, the fact that we can get together and we can share on the scriptures. And so I hope you have your Bible and your notebook ready. As I've said before, Acts chapter 17 verse 11 is a great and admirable verse for all of us. It says that the Berean Christians would search the scriptures daily to see whether these things are so. And I hope that that's what we do. Did you notice over on one of the social media, somebody got agitated and said, you're spending all this energy just doing this, just studying? And as I said, guilty as charged. I mean this is one of the things that so we fight Bible illiteracy here, and uh, we are committed to James chapter one and verse twenty two to be doers of the word, not just hearers only, and to study these things, to study these truths about heaven, and to share them. This is not just keeping it dormant in us, but second uh, Timothy two: two is to take these things that we've been learning about heaven, about the Savior about the God of heaven, his wonderful, loving, chesed, loving kindness, as we've been talking about, the beauty of God's care for us in heaven and the promises he has in the kingdom, and to share them with those people that are searching and don't understand the scriptures or find revelation terrifying and such. So we're in here and we're studying. So I hope you have your notebooks out and I hope you have your Bible ready because what we're going to do right now, let's talk first of all, On something that I brought up in some other classes and I'd like to talk about right now and that was the question about reincarnation. Reincarnation. Now we had had somebody that had brought up an argument and uh, claimed to be a believer and said that the Bible not only condones the idea of reincarnation, it actually supports the idea that reincarnation is a reality. And so I want to, in my memory here, because I don't have my notes in front of me, but I'm going to try to go by my memory here as best I can and uh, refer to the scriptures. Let me get my notes over here. And uh, refer to the scriptures that were brought up and purported to be uh, some sort of support in the idea of this. And so I'd like to take them one by one as best I can remember them. And so I'm going to go through and talk about this. Does the Bible actually support the idea of reincarnation, okay? So let's start with this one. The very first one uh, that I believe that they brought up was in Matthew chapter 16. And he says this uh, in, in here. In verse 13, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And say, some say John the Baptist, other Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And so they said that, well, this is in support of this because they're saying, well, we think he is from this life or this life or this life. Well, I'm going to say this in all respect. This is bordering on the ridiculous. If you read the context here in what's been going on, the Pharisees have been trying to trick Jesus as you open up the chapter uh, 16. Jesus is then going to talk about uh, his death coming. He's going to show his glory when we start in chapter 17. And so what he's doing is, he's wanting them to understand here who he really is. Is he just a teacher? Is he, in fact, what some people might claim, that he's some reincarnation? But listen to what he says in this context after Peter says, well, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah, you're the son of the living God. Now, does Jesus say, well, no, I am reincarnated from Elijah? He says this, when Peter says, you are the Messiah. Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. The gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. Does this have anything to do with, with reincarnation, well, absolutely not. As a matter of fact, the next contention was whenever the call uh, by this pro reincarnationist, may I say, said, "Well, John the Baptist was claimed to have been Elijah, and so he actually is a proof of a reincarnation." No, no, no. You've got to read the scriptures in I in Luke chapter one and verse seventeen. John came in the spirit of Elijah, the power of Elijah. Furthermore, Elijah never died. We know in the scripture, Elijah was taken up. He never tasted death. In reincarnation, one of the first rules is you have to die in order for you to be reincarnated. Elijah never died. Furthermore, when you go over to Matthew chapter 17, and you will take a look in here, Jesus, in the Mount of Transfiguration, brings two current residents from heaven down to earth to be alongside him in front of Peter, James, and John. And one of them is Elijah. Another part of reincarnation is that you change into someone else. Elijah is still Elijah. But probably one of the most disconcerting Passages that I well, you know, I I, I would say this I, now that it comes to memory, they had also mentioned. Let me see if I can find it here in John chapter nine. This is a very curious. This is when you call what's called eisegesis. It's when you have a particular pet belief, and you're going to look all over the scriptures and try to find something that would support it, no matter what. See, Isis ice means in. So you are putting into the study what you want. It to say, but the proper Bible student will be involved in exegesis, ek meaning out. You are going to take out what the Bible says, whether or not you personally like it. You are going to take let the Bible speak for the Bible. Okay, so here's what happens in John chapter nine. This is their next claim for uh, reincarnation. I'm going to read, and as Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi sin this man or his parents that he would be born blind now they're actually trying to say that's proof of reincarnation. I don't even understand where this would go through because what you're looking at here is the generational curse that was uh, was this was pushed by the Pharisees. they would say this and I'll use kind of a paraphrase uh, that they would say is there is no sickness without sin. In other words, you did something to bring on your blindness. Or the reason you're lame or you have leprosy is you or your parents did this generational curse on here. This has nothing to do with reincarnation. As a matter of fact, even Jesus answers it. So if you just read the scriptures, it was, Jesus answering, it was neither that this man sinned nor his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. All right? Nothing to do with reincarnation. So let me then take you to the one that I was talking about, which I think was one that actually just really threw me because of the irresponsibility in the presentation of this. The quote by the person, and you can see it on the social medium uh, uh, in question, and they said this, that you, meaning me, Brad, are taking Hebrews 9.27 out of context. Let me see, let me show you what it says. Hebrews nine twenty seven, it is appointed man once to die, and after this the judgment. Once again, it is appointed man once to die, and after this the judgment. Now they're saying this has nothing to do, uh, with uh, a, a one time. You're taking it out of context, and I'm I'm just to be honest with you. I'm very shocked because that is exactly what it is saying. If anything, if there would ever be a passage to tell you that reincarnation cannot work, it's Hebrews chapter 9. Watch this. Of course, we're going to read the whole chapter in context. For the sake of time, I'm going to encourage you to do so. But let me tell you where it really strikes the deepest here. In verse 25, it's been talking about what Jesus has done. He has come as a sacrifice. Nor, verse 25, Was it that Jesus would offer himself often, many times, as the high priest enters the holy place year by year with blood that is not his own? Otherwise, Jesus would have needed to suffer often since the foundations of the world. But now, listen carefully, once at the consummation of the ages, he has been manifested to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. What did it say? Once. Inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes the judgment. It's all singular. If any passage would say, no, Christ did not die many times for many lives of many people, and we continually go, go into this continual samsara, as it's called, the reincarnation action. It would be in Hebrews chapter 9, verses 25 through 27, it says, no, 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 no. Christ died once, and am I so glad that he did so. He died once for the condemnation on man. As in Adam all die, so in Christ shall all be made alive. This is one entrance and one exit, and it's made very, very clear. So take a look at these scriptures, my friends. Write them down. Keep them. And remember, the Bible has the answers. We can go about and try to throw opinions And as you will notice many times when somebody would say, well, what's your opinion about this? What's your opinion about that? And I want to remind you, my opinion is irrelevant. What does God say? That's what we're studying. Thank you so much. This is Brad here on Questions About Heaven. I appreciate uh, you being uh, here and listening. I'm going to be traveling throughout the summer and into the fall, And as I travel, I'm many times at a venue where a group of believers cannot afford my travel expenses, or there might be a a place that they're going, we want you to come here, but we're just not able to uh, meet uh, all the financial needs that many speakers would, would want. And I tell people, I do not charge Uh, If you want me to come, if there's a group that really wants me to, and this has happened in Alabama, it has happened in Tennessee, it has happened in South Carolina, it has happened in Maryland, where people said, we want you to come, and our board has said, yes, you have our blessing, go. And many times, we just want to meet traveling expenses. If you can help us with that, even just for the price of one tank of gas for me to get there, because I don't do flying very much, I'm on the in the Honda CRV just puttering around getting to different places and I do enjoy it. But if you can help us in any way uh, to meet those expenses, that would be very very much appreciated. We are a 501c3 corporation and you do receive a tax a receipt on that and our thanks as well. God bless you. This is Brad here as we continue on. We're going back into the book of Revelation in our next podcast as we talk about the wonders of heaven. And the promises of God. Thank you so much. God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's x-u-l-o-n.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out, too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.